would do is make be at 50k profit months by the summer uh my, my original goal was 100k but uh that, that's obviously like 1.2 million dollars a year what are you gonna do andrew i don't know probably don't like doing this i ended up just walking away after three or four months worth of work routine with it and then i want to dunk a basketball but that's more for dunk a basketball been like, like i hate this like i just do not want to do this anymore that's basically why i walked away i mean realistically the way i have my operation my roi is not 30 percent. it's probably close to like 25 percent. so what's that spending 1.6 million dollars and there's just no way I could turn around that fast. If I just focused everything on Amazon, yeah, I probably would have done like $1.5 million or $2 million this year. I just didn't want it. I don't, I don't know why or what. I just couldn't will myself to do it. Because he saw it all probably and thought, I'm not making any progress here. I don't trust like what's going on. I, it's a lot of work for nothing. So why am I gonna do all this work and not get anything? Then likely it's gonna be way more difficult than you think it's gonna be. And you have to put in the work to do it. You should really want it. Because if you're if you're not obsessed with what you're doing and you're not really dialed in that way, there are just other people that are and they're gonna crush you. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Side Hustle Experiment Podcast. Today, we are talking about our 2024 goals. We're basically going to break down health, wealth, happiness, what we're trying to do uh, this year. We haven't really seen anything like this done in the space, so we figured we'd give it a shot. And really, we want to kind of bring this back probably next December, maybe rewatch it, see how we did, what changed. Uh, we're going to just kind of go over how we kind of think about goals and what we're doing. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. What's up? Rock and roll. Yeah, my goals likely will probably all change by the time I reevaluate them, but I'm trying to make them pretty general so maybe they can, like, sustain throughout the year. But, yeah, I think get started with health. We'll talk about wealth last, obviously, because most people are probably here to hear the wealth, and that will probably take up the major portion. But yeah. I think the health and the kind of – I'm not a big like mental health, self-help self type of guy, but I think it is important. So I'm sure that'll like feed into it as well. Um, you want to you start with your, your health goals? Because I know you've been like with the personal trainer and stuff. So Yeah, so for me with health, I want to lose at least 50 pounds this year. In addition, I've already lost 20. I don't, I've, I'm talking to him tomorrow, I don't know, to see if like 60, 65 makes sense. Obviously... I'm not uh, a health person, so do not take any of this advice like, and do something stupid. Um, but yeah, I think that is probably, and I will say that, that's one of the biggest, I've never been more bullish on kind of the goals that I have this year. Like, I'm very excited about them. Usually in the past, last year, it seemed like just kind of wishy-washy. I kind of had some goals lined up. Most of the stuff like fell through. It was just kind of, not poorly planned, but things change. And I think this whole like idea of like, oh, a five-year goal or three-year goal, or you just, just never know. And what I thought I'd do last year, like I thought I was going to blow up a Discord and we're going to do all this coaching and all this other stuff. And guess what? Turns out I didn't like either one. I didn't like having Discord. I didn't like doing high-ticket coaching. I helped a lot of people, but I just that's just not what I wanted to do. Yep. So I based like a year on something I didn't even know, right? Like you're doing it. You're like, oh, this is so cool. It's so exciting because you're getting started. And then it just kind of like fell by the wayside. I'm just like, I really don't like doing this. 
ended up just walking away after three or four months worth of work. You probably remember that conversation we had and you're just yep. like, yeah, dude, just walk away. And that's what I ended up doing. Um, but yeah, for health. And I think, so for that, I wanted to lose 50, 60 pounds. And then I kind of, I don't know. I hear a lot of people talk about sleep routines. I kind of want to have a better routine. I go to bed all over the place. I hear now it's like even more important to get seven, eight hours of sleep. I'm probably getting, I don't know, five to six, uh, which isn't great. But I was recently just kind of sick and not feeling good. And I was sleeping in and I was waking up even though I was sick. I'm like, oh, I feel like more refreshed. So I think I really want my trainer is always a big proponent. He's like, you have to have a sleep routine. Um, so I'm actually going to listen to him. I mean, he's been right so far on other stuff. So I might as well do that. It just seems so, I don't know, hokey pokey. But I don't know. Sleep's important, especially if you're working out really hard. So I'm going to try to implement that. And just basically, I guess with that, it's just, from what I understand a sleep routine is, is just basically going to bed at the same time every night and kind of, you know, if you read before bed or if you do whatever or get ready for bed at a certain time. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Yep. And one of my, one of my stuff's on sleep too. I want to lose weight as well. I mean, I'm not like, I'm like 205, 206 right now, but I, most of my life I've been like 190. Not that I'm even like overweight right now, but I just like didn't care about my health at all before. So I think at 190, I'll probably have like a six pack and that's what I want to have. 196 pack, mm -hmm. probably three months and then maintain it through the year. And then sleep as well. I snore really bad. I have sleep apnea. So CPAP is on the agenda. And then, oh, okay. uh, yeah. And then I, and the, the problem with the sleep is like dangerous. So I'm a big, the sleep stuff is a, like a dangerous cycle. And yeah, going to sleep at the same time, not having blue light, all like not eating late at night, a bunch of that stuff. Like there's so many things that encapsulate like a good sleep routine. The issue though, is if you don't do that stuff and you get into a bad sleep routine, you'll get to where, you're not sleeping. You're taking a bunch of stimulants. So you're up during the day, which is like what I do, like slamming caffeine and slamming these like random stimulants and stuff. And then you don't sleep at night and then you have to redo the cycle every day. And, it, and then on top of sleep apnea, your heart's just like going through war. So uh, a CPAP is definitely on the agenda, probably a bite this week and then try to improve the sleep even on top of that. Just trying to be more, you know, routine with it. And then I want to dunk a basketball, but that's more what for dunk a basketball. Yeah, I can almost dunk right now. I can like grab the rim with two hands, but I think that just improving my knee health, really, and ankle health. That's like not that I like. I'm not hooping all the time or you know whatever. It's just I think that if I can do that, I'll probably have way better like hip, knee, ankle health, which is just like helps me be more mobile in general. I definitely did not see that coming. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. well, I to, when I was young, I was like a good basketball player. I played like for a really good AAU team in West Virginia. And then, you know, I wanted to go to college to play, but I kept hurting my ankle so much and I never grew. So I've been like five, 11 and a half since I was in seventh grade, never grew an inch. So yeah, I was like a star in seventh grade and then it just never got like any better. So yeah, tough basketball dreams. <laughs> yeah. I love basketball in high school too, but yeah, I ended up. I was playing like basketball, and then I actually just stopped playing sports, junior and senior year. I just worked for my dad. I just loved working, and you know, he had a pastry shop, so I'd run that while he was doing coaching my brother and stuff. So I ended up doing that, but yeah, just love business, so decided to do that instead. That makes sense. 
about the happiness? I really only have like one big thing for happiness. So I mental health type of thing. I you mentioned something about traveling. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, just travel more. I have so many credit card points. Like, me too, man. I have like thousands of dollars worth of. Maybe we'll we'll meet up. We'll do something crazy. Live pod. In yeah, person. do a live pod or yeah, I'd definitely be down to do that or maybe a meet up or something after a live pod. Um, but yeah, I like to travel and yeah, it's just like all these like points have like accumulated and it's like a lot of the bonuses and stuff like that. I just don't take advantage of it enough. Every time I do travel, I'm just like, oh, this is so much fun. But I don't know. It's just one of those things that require planning. And I'm not the best planner, uh, I guess you could say. Same here. Yeah, I mean, I want. I'd like to travel more, but I just like I'm not a traveler, man. Like I, we talked about that on the last thing. I just like stay in my apartment a lot, and I used to think it was a bad thing, but now it's not like my like I'm unhappy. I like being in my apartment. I like working, and then I, I'll go out and like go to eat, go to the bar, stuff like that. But for the most part, I just like working on my stuff. Like that's what. Yeah. I, I feel like the travel thing is just like not a. It's like a person by person thing. If you don't like make an effort to do it or you don't like dream about it, you probably don't want to go that bad, which is the, like the way I see it now. Like, I don't think that would make me any happier than I am now. So traveling, I'll try. I have all the credit card points too, but I don't know where I'm going to go. I mean, get hotels, get flights to where, like, I don't, I'm not really big desire to go anywhere, I guess. I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. I'm not like saying, Oh, I'm going to go to, I'm not going to be like Rover the Rover and be like traveling all <laughs> over the place. Like, I don't know. Like I really like going to Austin. We went to Austin, uh, last year i like going to miami just like stuff like that i i when i travel, i guess i view traveling as going to a different place i've never been to like hang out with someone i've met online yeah. like hit up local breweries it's not kind of like go to paris and europe and I, that's yeah. just, i don't know like for some people they're like you're crazy i think there's like a lot of guilt around that too is you should want to do this or want to do that I don't know. I like working on my businesses. And then that kind of brings a lot of travel too. I spoke twice last year. So I went to Kansas City. I've never been there before. I was speaking there. So it was cool to kind of check out that. But yeah, that's kind of how I view travel. It's not, I don't know, <laughs> what most people probably think or like be going to the Eiffel Tower or something like that's just not going to happen. No, same here. Well, the the biggest thing I have for like the happiness thing, I feel like this is going to apply to so many people when they hear this, is to to do less for people and then like more for other people. And I think that I've been such a victim last year of, and really the last like four years of getting into this online space. I was really big victim to look how much money I'm making. You can do the same thing, like helping real life people and everything. And, and you just have to realize, I think at the end of the day that like a lot of people just simply aren't cut out for it. Like they just won't listen. They don't have the drive. They're not smart enough, whatever it may be. It's just not going to let them do that type of thing. And then other people just don't like want it. They, they act like they do, but they don't. So doing like less for people really, which that sounds bad, but I'm going to, it just lets me allocate my time more to people that actually want the help because I have people online yeah. messaging me all the time for help, but I'm doing in real life stuff or trying to help people here. So I think that was just something I learned. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, my old age, getting like, I'm getting wise through it, I guess. It's just, I thought that, I thought that being helpful, trying to help everybody is a good idea, but I think it's just a losing battle. I don't know that that's the best way to do that, especially people that like unsolicited help, but they're not asking, yeah. 
advice. They, they say a problem and I say, Hey, here's the solution to your problem. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they really want my advice. I guess that's, that's more of a, the thing. Yeah. That was my biggest beef with coaching. And sometimes it's not, and th- I think that's what we learned the most with the private label experience we went through. We had someone who knew what to do and they were guiding us. We just didn't want to do it because we had other stuff going on. I-, I think a lot of the times when it comes down to it, sometimes it seems like a good idea on paper. You know, you see t- right now is prime time. Everyone's numbers are the highest they've ever been. People are offering coaches, coaching, discords, all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I would love to be there next year. And then, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you have to think through. Like, you're, what you're missing there is they spent all year to kind of get to that point, and I've spent yeah. years prior learning how to do it, and it's not just, not anyone, this might be unpopular, but not anyone could just turn around and have a quarter of a million dollar month on yeah. Amazon. Like, it takes, like, a lot of work, a lot of dedication. It's not just oh, you're just going to go to Nike.com and buy these sneakers and flip them. Um, There's a lot more that goes into that. And yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. And that's kind of what messed up a lot of my year last year was really focusing on coaching and a discord and, you know, offering a lot of help for free, which I'm always happy to do. I mean, that's why I have this YouTube channel. That's kind of why we're doing this podcast. But at a certain point, time you have to it it can get frustrating when people aren't doing the work that it takes or you're giving an answer and they're not doing it and you're just like well this is like the answer like why aren't you doing this and i think we talked about it too like i think it was myron gold i think that's what his name is but basically like if you coach it's you get like the, the people who will be successful is the square root if you work with nine people like three will be successful. Obviously that's just kind of a rule of thumb, like anything else, but it just, it's really taxing on the person. Yeah. Like I think sometimes I was like, Oh, this coaching thing, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe, you know, I'm able to do this. And most people from the outside are probably like, Oh, like he sold out. And then, like, Oh, he's just, it's like, it's hard money. <laughs> like yeah. you can make good money, but it's hard. You're responsible for a lot of other people. You're guiding them, spending like tens of thousand dollars a month. Like that definitely weighs on you. Like you're responsible for them and for them doing good. You want to make sure you give good value. You have a reputation to protect. Like there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. And that just was not for me. Um, there are probably different versions of it that would be for me. But that kind of high ticket, high pressure, like every four weeks, like, oh, we got to get the next group in. Like, I was like, I hate this. Like, I just do not want to do this anymore. That's basically why I walked away. I was just like, we were getting people results, but I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. No, it's a lot of time. It almost, when I first like started taking people onto that stuff, it just made me feel like I, I was back to like less freedom of my time because obviously I I had a very open calendar from like 9am to 9pm. So like technically like whatever that amount of hours per week, which is really difficult. Like I had 84 hours open during the week. There's just a lot of time for people to talk to you and it would randomly pop up and stuff. It just like took away a lot of my time. I mean, I get it. You need to make sacrifices for stuff and everything, but that uh, along with the in real life stuff of me always trying to help people and everything, it just, 
the, the combination just makes you really frustrated. It makes you kind of like bitter and like cynical. And uh, I don't want to fall down that path. So I think that just helping the people that want the help more, they're just more of my speed. Yeah. But on to the wealth, what you guys are really looking forward to and what the majority of this will be talked about. Because probably a lot of business tips and things like that, because I think we both have some, some kind of similar t- stuff to talk about, stuff we're learning about, that type of thing. Um, the, the biggest thing I want to do is make be at 50K profit months by the summer. Uh, my, my original goal was 100k, but uh, that, that's obviously like 1.2 million dollars a year. What are you gonna do, Andrew? I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> it's that it's a lot of money. But I, I think that I'll be able to get there based on the different type of stuff I do. Um, so been, off of Amazon, you're talking? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, like I, Amazon will account for like three percent of that, five percent of that, whatever. Uh, I'm just gonna largely move away from that. I mean, I'm just not gonna be spending the money. So it just, I, it's only gonna be. I don't even know. I, I've yet to figure out my Amazon plan yet of what I'm going to do this year. And I'm not in a rush. I have a bunch of capital, like a ton right now, so I don't really care. Uh, but I'll figure that out in the coming months. And then I have to sell 100K worth of inventory. I have that storage unit and like that stuff behind me there. Like a lot of inventory. So that'll, that'll also add to the bank account. And that's probably 100K, yeah, something close to that. And then another goal is just to make a big bet, you know, make some kind of whether it be crypto or you know buying some i've thought about local businesses that i could buy and try to improve something where i could have high leverage for my capital the one thing that i think me me and you both talked about is the churning your money on amazon for a very low people talk like it's a high roi but it's not where you can't sell it you don't have that big exit roi type of thing Uh, i'd like to buy something locally maybe maybe if it costs 100 grand or 80 grand and then try to build that business up, sell it, or just build it into like a cash flow machine, which I don't know. I don't know about that either, but those are just kind of like off the That's top. That's interesting. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, do you know that Cody Sanchez? Uh, I don't think I've heard of him. She, she talks about yeah. buying like distressed businesses. She buys like laundry mats, I think. I don't yeah. know a ton of talk about her, but she's yeah. on like my first million and talking about kind of how you can identify businesses. And supposedly it's a huge opportunity. There's a lot of baby boomers yep. who I guess have businesses that their kids don't want. Yep. Like if my dad still at his restaurant, like I wouldn't want it to run yep. it. Like I'm in PA, he's in New York. Like, I don't know how like practical that would be to run, especially if I don't really know much about, you know, the restaurant space or whatever, but yeah, there's like, what are they going to do? Just like close up shop. So supposedly there's like a big kind of leverage there that you could kind of, if you know what you're doing, um, which would definitely be interesting. I always thought about kind of figuring out like a business, how, if I could get them on Amazon and stuff like that, but I don't want to kind of go that route. I don't think, um, I don't know. Well, I don't even know if I would buy one. There's an idea I'm looking at. It's a, um, it's like a, a gym type of business. Um, it's like an AI equipment stuff. And I, I saw it on a YouTube video and I was like, this stuff is revolutionary. Like it actually is. I, I'm like educated on that whole space. So like this stuff actually works and the way I could market it would be really good. And the cash flow of the business is just crazy because you're not paying huge overhead and you're not spending 200K for the gym. It's, it's very low upfront cost and you can even finance it. That's something I really want to get into eventually, but I just don't want to spread my time too thin. Yeah, that, that's kind of what yeah. happened last year. Like last year, my goal was 10,000 Twitter followers, $400,000 profit on Amazon. Then I realized the Twitter followers is not helping the other goals. And then the 
400k profits impossible literally unless i like take on a bunch of debt like you just literally can't make that much money yeah. with how much money i have without debt so i didn't really think about that whole equation so yeah they probably have to spend like 800 grand yeah for, uh, give or take depending oh, on what you're doing yeah 50 percent. oh yeah, yeah way more no no man. way yeah, more yeah i been like over a million, 1.1. I mean, realistically, the way I have my operation, my ROI is not 30%. It's probably close to like 25%. So what's that? Spending $1.6 million. And there's just no way I could turn around that fast. It was just impossible. I, I didn't really realize that at the beginning. But when you make these big profit goals on Amazon, you got to be like, I'm ready to you know, take on a bunch of capital and take on a bunch of loan, like take on debt. To get it, build a team really too. Yeah, you can't just get it from just bootstrapping with your cash. It's like literally impossible because you can't buy enough stuff. If you had the cash, do you think you'd do it yourself? No. Yeah, I feel like knowing what I know now. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Knowing what you know now. Yeah, I mean, if I would have had the cash, I probably would have pushed it because it wasn't my my sourcing ability or my time wasn't what stopped me from scaling the Amazon higher. It was the fact that I just didn't want to. It wasn't that. I just forgot how to source. You know, I was like teaching a bunch of people how to do it. So I knew how to do it, but I just didn't do it. Like, no, I still did it. I mean, I did decent numbers last year, but not like what I thought I was going to do. Yeah, no, that's kind of where I kind of fell this year as well. Like I had, I fell short of like a million dollars in sales. I, I don't know. I just lost steam for it. Like I was... Uh, the first, well, really the first half of the year kind of got all screwed up. I decided, you know, I was doing the discord and for the first three months, so I wasn't really working on the Amazon business. And then I just decided to stop selling apparel and realized, you know, trying to figure my way through that, that killed like another three months. And then it wasn't until months like six, seven, that I finally figured out how to sell without selling apparel. And I don't know, I think for me. I'm happy with the numbers I had this year because the profit was higher on it. And basically I do other stuff. Like, yeah. I guess, yes, I am a full-time Amazon seller, but I also have a YouTube channel. I have an Instagram account. That stuff seems to take up more time and it doesn't really generate money, which is kind of frustrating, but I do like doing it. I like helping the community and who knows where it le- will lead. And then we have this podcast now, which is super exciting. Um, so I think you just have to look at, at it, like what it's, what it is. Um, and I think the more I went through the year, I don't know. I feel like as you scale up, which you know, it, you just run into like more problems that you just really need a team for. And yeah. I just didn't want to build the team. I have had VAs before and I've worked with them and it almost felt for me, it was more stressful and maybe I didn't train them correctly or maybe I didn't know what I was doing, but I don't know. It was just better for me to kind of do it solo. And then I was using a prep center. I still am, but then I prep most of the stuff myself for Q4 and it's just been kind of like a whirlwind um, from there, but I was happy with the numbers, but I think if I learned anything from this year, is kind of basically from like talking to you is like there are other opportunities I want to chase. Uh, that's not because I don't think Amazon's like a great opportunity. It's just there's stuff that better meets my skill set mm-hmm. um, that I want to chase and go after and really like excitement. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It just, I did not think that was like what things were going to turn last year for me, like doing that. I, I bought, truly, I bought a coaching program from someone, um, which I, I, I guess I can give his name, Grant Lannon. Uh, and that showed me everything. Yeah. Like he, he's so dialed in with the sales and the copywriting and all that stuff. It just opened my eyes like huge. The, 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 the price point of it, like, wasn't that high in my opinion. And I would have paid five X what it was. It now knowing what I know now, I would, I would be ready to pay like everything I know to know kind of what he taught me in that. Cause I just didn't know, not that the information yeah. is like super, super secretive, but once you get shine that light on the process of like copywriting and sales and marketing and funnels and all this different stuff, you realize that the like opportunities are endless. And like we were discussing before, with Amazon stuff, it's a, it's a bit vague at times when you're watching podcasts and you're watching people's content and stuff because there's only so much you can actually give away without leaking yeah. massive amounts of value. But when you're talking about this general business stuff, people give away everything. Like Hermosi doesn't have many secrets that he's keeping because yeah. he's not competing with you. Like if me and you do like take all of his stuff and do it, it's just not a competition. Where with Amazon, if I give you my products, now we're in direct competition. And with that stuff, it's, it's way different. You know, you yeah. can get, kind of give the general skill set of all this stuff beside from like, here's where you find cheap stuff. Um, so that, that makes it to me, it was just way more intriguing like that. The, the opportunity is like just really, really big. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about it, but I highly doubt it because it's kind of how all business works. I just it's surprised it took me this long to kind of figure out the the opportunity out there of doing other stuff. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's kind of, well, that's like my biggest wealth goal is to make like 50 to 100K outside of Amazon, mm -hmm. um, probably maintain the Amazon store, maybe scale it back a little. But I don't know, we've been talking about, I mean, before this, I mean, I'm just really bullish on this other kind of business model and i honestly think it, it be, be i think my skills would be better used uh working on this because i'm just super excited about it it's the business i wanted to start 10 years ago but didn't exactly know how and then yeah. like just a culmination of just like watching stuff and i don't know just going down the rabbit hole and i think that was not a mistake but when you're just kind of, and you have, it's, I don't know, I've, I've really struggled with this sometimes because you have to focus, obviously. And yeah, if you focus, if I just focused everything on Amazon, yeah, I probably would have done like $1.5 million or $2 million this year. I just didn't want to. I don't, I don't know why or what. I just couldn't will myself to do it. And I think that just was kind of like a blaring thing to me. And then just wasted a bunch of time, almost feeling guilty about wanting to look at different opportunities because it's like, oh, well, if you take your eye off this opportunity or you should just focus on this until you get the X amount or this amount. And like, I just came to the realization, I was like, oh, just look into it. And then the more I looked into it and I was just like thinking about it, I'm just like, wow, knowing what I know about Amazon and just having a marketing background and just these little other things, I'm like, wow like i i think this is right up my alley and this is exactly what i want to do and i don't nothing making 100 grand 50 like not that's not easy but after kind of doing an amazon business and running a business and kind of just being able to plug the pieces in and i think one of the biggest things for this other business opportunity is like i'm already stuck <laughs> like the platform i'm looking at it's like my account i can't get it set up 
I'm having trouble doing it. I know no one in this industry. Like, I don't, it's not like I could DM someone uh, yeah. that I personally know. Obviously, there are people out there I have to get to know and be friends with, but it's been quite the humbling experience. Um, like, in a way, you're always learning. I think with online arbitrage, you're always learning new tactics or keep a stuff or but it's not the same as starting over oh like, yeah even just starting like not doing apparel i wasn't starting over like i knew of other sites i could buy from um or kind of some other places to look but this is and i'll talk more about it in other podcasts uh, i kind of want to get it set up first and going before talking about it but yeah, it's just a humbling experience, and yeah, it's super frustrating. Even this podcast, like trying to get this in iTunes and on Spotify, and yeah, it seems easy on paper, and but we're trying to like get an image that like fits all the specifications, and then the feed's not loading correctly. And in Amazon, I just be like, "Hey, Drew, like, why isn't this working?" Or, hey, have you ever had this happen? He'd be like, no, but, like, someone in our box talked about this or whatever. It'd be super easy. I'd figure this out in, like, five minutes. Um, But here it's learning. And I think that is one of the biggest things for people who are trying to start anything or sell on Amazon. It's just you got to go through these frustrations. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is – like almost just so frustrated about it. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is where most people quit. Like when I, when I'm having trouble getting the accounts and I'm like, this is stupid. Like why, why would you just double down on Amazon? Like why are you even wasting your time with this? I'm like, this is where most people stop. Like when they can't get their Amazon account open or they can't get it this or that. And then I'm just like, you know what? Like once you figure this out, like just kind of laugh about it and just be like, this is where most people quit. Like it'll be a good story for the podcast one day. Like once I do figure this out and crush it. Um, so yeah, it's definitely humbling and just kind of, yeah, I don't know. It, it just really brought me back. I feel like it's been a while since I've always been pretty well networked in this, the Amazon space, whether it was books or online arbitrage or whatever. So it was always easy to get help or just reach out to someone or send someone a text message. But for this, I don't know anyone. Um, so yeah, it's definitely humbling. Yeah, you're right. Most people do stop at that kind of that point. Um, I've noticed. I've noticed there's lots of times because I've kind of been working on this other business stuff since October. I guess more serious in the last month more because I'm like I, I guarantee want to like make a big change this year. Definitely and- ramped up, ramped up. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. you can see you're making progress. It's hard because it's not monetary, but like you definitely no. are. You've definitely gotten better for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And and it's just, I don't know. My my whole goal was like I I my whole thought process was I know where where people stop. Like you said, I know that once you run into you're not making money or there's problems that arise, that most people just quit. And this is with Amazon or anything. You know, if you can just like beat that hurdle and like stomach that nothing happening you're gonna be fine uh that's it's like the biggest lesson you can give because i originally started the this business i'm currently doing i think it was like early october i believe maybe yeah maybe later october with a friend and i noticed that he was more down on it he was like more down on it and stuff and i was like dude we just have to like fight this because in six months eight months i think that this is like a huge opportunity and he just ended up like this kind of like 
dying out of it because it just wasn't putting any work. You should leave that guy behind. Because I was not put his way. I was like, you should just. Well, I mean, I, well, the thing is, he's like one of my best friends in real life. But I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, man, he, it's just, I, I understand where he's coming from because he saw it all probably and thought, I'm not making any progress here. I don't trust like what's going on. I, it's a lot of work for nothing. So why am I going to do all this work and not get anything? Because it's like, you know, you have regular nine to five job. You just do the work and you get paid. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's very difficult to rationalize. Oh, so you're telling me to do all this work and not get paid? Well, like, what's the point of doing the work? And then, then it's like, well, how bad do you even want the money that's going to come from the work? It's like really difficult. It, it taught me a ton of stuff. Like the combined of all the people I've coached this year and then starting that with a friend and then just having to go through the trials and tribulations myself. Yeah, it's just, it's hard. I, I see why a lot of people are in the DMs having all these questions and doing this kind of stuff. Because when you restart from zero, it, it's a very difficult process. And, and to see that grander picture at the beginning, it's so simple to see. And then as soon as you run into a hurdle, it's like, how would that ever be possible? It's impossible to get there. But that, that's not the case. It, it's not. You can always just beat the hurdles and move forward. For this business I'm pursuing, I think the difference for this and it might just because I've done an Amazon business and have worked for myself for, I don't know, five years now, is I could just see it. Like, it's so crystal clear what has to happen and what could happen. And it's just going to come down to execution and just kind of learning the basics and then learning how to scale that out. Um, and I think, so one other big thing, I was actually going to make a YouTube video about this, but I don't think I have enough information or enough, like, meat for it. Mm -hmm. But I think... I don't know. I think people just, they just have to stop making excuses. So for me, for this business, I literally went on Udemy, like Googled or Googled, typed into like the course, like, this is what I'm looking to do. There's courses that popped up. I think I paid 80, 80 or $90 for a course. So like, how do I know it was good? Well, it had like some stars. I saw the course creator. I went on YouTube, saw what he had. I'm like, all right, like, these videos seem like somewhat decent. And one of the reasons I started on Udemy or you could, I don't know, they're teachable. There's all sorts of platforms, like any course platform, it doesn't matter. Um, but so I was like, Oh, if someone created a course, obviously they're a little bit more further along than someone just has a bunch of YouTube videos, just kind of talking about the opportunity. But if someone actually made a course, like their YouTube content is going to be so much better because Obviously, they're a little bit more professional. Um, so I watched some of their videos, and I was like, okay, this looks good. So I bought it, and I'm kind of just going through the steps. And one of the reasons why, actually, because I want someone to just tell me what to do. Like, yeah. I'm over the whole, oh, because I did try to do that for this podcast. Oh, how do you upload this, or what should you do? I paid $500 for a course. Going through all that, I was like, oh, we should have done this. Oh. I should have just bought this stupid course whenever we decided to do this a month ago. And then we would have been 10, like a lot further. Not that we're behind, but it would have been like, oh no, we should do this first, that first, blah, 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 blah. Now we're, I'm kind of like going back and cleaning some stuff up. But then I just started watching his free stuff too. Oh, like, what does he talk about? And then what happens? He interviews other successful people in this space. So I start listening to their stuff, following them on Instagram. Oh, this person. Oh, well, guess what? This other person interviewed someone else. And you just go down the rabbit hole. At this point, I know all like the top players in the space. I know 
um, all the softwares I'm eventually going to need, and I know the opportunity, and I'm listening to another podcast that basically is like all these people that are doing this part-time are making crazy money. I mean, obviously, there's work behind it. I understand that. But the opportunity to me is just like, wow, like this is absolutely insane. Like, based on the margins, everyone's saying the same stuff. It's not like it's all over the place. It's like, no, these are the margins. These are the steps I'm taking. But, wow, like, so I'm just p- putting all together. It's like these 10 people that were interviewed all said basically the same thing. Yep. And they had their trials and tribulations or whatever. They're, and I'm just like, okay, like, this is great. And then the next thing I'm going to do, once I have it set up, I'm going to buy another course from someone content I like the most or join a community and just keep like plugging away and kind of asking questions and becoming immersed in the community. I think that's really what it takes. You, yes, it like, I already told you, I, I'm having trouble just creating the freaking account. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you doing this? It's like, just get through it. Like you'll get through it. Once you do, you'll be fine. But to like these little hurdles that just sabotage, like, I can't wait till next year where I'm just like, man, if I just never created that, if I just quit there, I wouldn't have this big bag of money. Like what a mistake that would have been. Yeah. But I think one important point on all that stuff is this is a bit extreme. So, you know, you got to take this with a bit of a grain of salt, but this is truly what I believe on a lot of this stuff is when you enter these businesses and how you're talking about, I've watched all these podcasts and buying these courses. I'm, bu- I'm watching these YouTube videos. You're kind of immersing yourself in the world and becoming a bit obsessed with it. Like yeah. you'll even notice in your real life conversations, it's difficult for you to even talk about other stuff aside from that, because that's I'm just texting you at the gym. Be like, bro, you want to bat- like, I just heard this. I just heard that. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of, that's like what it takes. We don't, we're not in 2016, 2017 where the internet's new. All, all these business models are relatively saturated. Like they're, they're, everybody knows a lot of stuff, but all the stuff, there's so much free info out there. There's so much good paid info. There's so much good free info with, if you're not going to get obsessed with it, it's going to be hard to succeed. And I've saw this with the Amazon stuff too, is that p- people sell the, the biggest grift in all the, the coaching and the stuff like that is, Here's how you can do this without putting in much effort of it. it. Nothing in life is like that. You're, you're never going to go into a business and put in five hours a week and get something out of it. When I started Amazon, I was working 12 hours a day. My screen time was 12 hours on my phone. And this was like, didn't have TikTok, didn't have Instagram reels. I was literally just sourcing products, not sourcing, but I was checking restocks and looking at my sales and editing eBay listings and Amazon stuff. It was like nonstop when I started and thinking back on that now, that's kind of where I've tried to put my mind in the last month or two of just, I wake up every day and just bang out as much work as I can with this stuff, learn as much as I can at night, listen to those podcasts, listen to those YouTube videos. And that's my biggest recommendation for anyone, whether you're starting a new business or Amazon business or whatever it is, if you don't get obsessed with it, you're you're not going to win because there's guys out there that are failing that are still obsessed with it. So how are you, how are you going to beat the guys that really, really know what they're doing? They won't quit and they're super obsessed. It's impossible. That's what, and that's with a friend that I started this business with. I had a distinct talk with him the day that we decided we were going to start it. I was like, dude, you better be ready to get massively obsessed with this. And when I say that, it's not what you think it is. Like I'm talking about if you have to not talk to your friends for a while because you're working on this, if you have to sacrifice going out, if you have to not eat because you're too busy working for a while, that's like what it's going to take because I know that's what it takes. It, you just can't like 
fuck around and get lucky and get rich. That is just not the reality. Some people do that, I guess. And you can kind of, you obviously can do stuff as a side hustle and make less money. But if you're going to try to really change your life, it's going to take way more than you think it will. It will take absolute obsession with stuff because that's who you're competing against. You're not, it's not you versus you. It's you versus everyone else in the world trying to do your stuff. Yeah. And I think one of the things too, that I wanted to touch on, it's, it's like, everyone's like, well, like, where do you get the time? Well, I, I've been listening to most of this stuff at the gym. Like I'm at the gym for at least an hour, usually an hour and a half. It's a 15 minute car ride. So now 15 minutes each way, that's 30 minutes plus at least an hour, hour and a half in the gym. There's two hours right there of just listening to content, listening to what these people are talking about. Yeah. Am I like, I have an iPhone and I just open the notes app, but draw, Oh, they said this website, like, is that the greatest than like sitting down here and like taking the note myself? Maybe not, but it's doing the job. I'm just getting immersed in it and hearing it. Is it easier to work out to music? Yeah, sure. But right now I'm not optimizing for like a fun workout with music because yeah. I know, you know, I want to learn this. And one of the easiest ways is like, how can I learn this? Well, if you're going to have your headphones in, listen to the podcast listen to these people watch their youtube videos when i'm sourcing for amazon now like i have a youtube video listening to one of their channels is it the best instead of just watching it no but it's good enough to like learn as i'm doing it and yeah if i want to stop and like look into it more then yeah i'll do that i'll stop sourcing and kind of look into that but i think you have to just figure out a way to make it part of your life yeah, and you're, a large thing that like what you're kind of talking about. This is exactly what I do. I just went went to the gym. This was like two days ago. Did did my workout and did cardio, and the whole time I was watching a direct response copywriting seminar from this guy from like the 1980s. And I just like did I do all the. I don't know who his name was. He was a big guy in the space, but they're so yeah, good though. Listen to that yeah, stuff. Those oh, things are amazing. Yeah. Like that, that teaches you so much about like psychology, human psychology, and copywriting. It just gives you all these realizations. I'm learning like so much about it, and that's all I'm doing at the gym is just watching these seminars and watching these YouTube videos with like 280 views on them from this guy. I'm like, okay, this is gonna <laughs> be good. He's got like 40 minutes here, and the people just give away so much stuff. And yeah, it's not that I'm trying to learn specific things from. You know, wherever it is. But I can assure you, if you're an Amazon seller, whatever, this is a like perfect scenario. If you're an Amazon seller and you pull up all the Bob Ox Bandits episode or you pull up all yeah. the you're like all the interviews you've done with people and stuff like that, you will just like subconsciously get stuff in your brain to do things. Like you don't have to take direct things. I've learned probably two things ever from those podcasts that I directly remember, and one of them is from you. But subconsciously I've learned Tons of stuff from listening to all the interviews they've done. Listen to your interviews and that stuff, just because it just that gets ingrained in your brain, and you you like hear it over again. Like, oh, here's a problem that comes up. I remember hearing this guy talk about this problem. Here's how I get over it, and it, that's what you kind of have to have, where you're just stuck in a cycle of never knowing how to do anything and never having any you know, subconscious ability to just do stuff. And I'm a true like big believer in that kind of thing. I think you just have to ingrain yourself in these spaces if if you want to be successful. I mean, if you want to do it. And, try your best for six months and then quit, then yeah, but I don't recommend I think that. also too with that and grading yourself in content, I think it's going to also help you know if you want to do it. Like yeah. me listening to this content, I love to listen to music and work out. So for me, it's oh, like I'm choosing, 
like it's a it's a little bit of a sacrifice that might sound ridiculous but it is what it is yeah, yeah um, right. but it's exciting me it's helping me be like no dude like fight to get this account open it's gonna be because i'm excited i'm listening i'm like oh man i want to get started and do this it's like okay like we got to get through this like i hate these like accounting like account detail type of stuff and figuring that kind of stuff up like i just want to jump to the bigger picture stuff or just get started um but listening to the stuff like i'm like oh that sounds boring like i don't want to do that or i don't want to do this i mean if i was listening to a podcast about how to make pottery i don't think i'd make it past like two minutes like i don't care i don't give a like i just don't care what clay you buy or this but for this, I'm like, oh, wow, like, I could do this. I could do that. Like, it just has me going. And I'm just excited about it. And I think, you know, you have to be somewhat excited about it. Because when you hear other people's kind of success or people are doing it, and I'm, like, listening to it. A lot of the people that are being interviewed are doing it part-time. I'm like, yeah. they're just doing it part-time. I, you know, put just twice as much effort that they did. Like, I'd be getting twice their results, most likely. It just really has me thinking, and I'm just like, wow, okay. And in my head, too, I'm like, I told Drew before, I was like, this sounds way too good to be true. It's not one of those opportunities, but it's so exciting that, I don't know, it's like pushing me through. And, you know, sometimes you just have to give it a shot and go for it. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I'm looking for at this and I'm not throwing the Amazon business away. I'm not doing any of that. This is just one of those opportunities where I've tried a ton of stuff. Like I've had a personal blog. I've had an Amazon business. I've flipped furniture locally. I was on Craigslist. I've sold books. I've, I've done so many different things. And I think this is just going to fit my skill set the best. And just taking a culmination of everything I learned from doing everything else. I just think it's going to explode. I could be totally wrong. But... I just think, I don't know. I just, sometimes you just see something and you're like, this could be it. And you just have to pursue it and just see what happens. Yeah. Stay consistent with it and everything like that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, that's the general, that's the general gist of, I guess, anybody starting these businesses. I mean, I I just wonder, it'll be interesting to see how, um, how long the excitement keeps up about stuff, especially because like, this is a relatively new thing. Cause my, when I found out about all this, like the the TikTok and all that kind of stuff, I was so pumped for probably like three weeks and I realized how hard it was. And then I got even more pumped because I realized, oh, wait, this is hard enough to where I can be better than other people. Because at first yeah. it's almost like, oh, it's so easy. And then you're like, well, I failed. How about – but if you push through it, you realize, wait a second, this is just lower competition for me. If I, if I really know what I'm doing, I have the work ethic that I've already put in with Amazon and this type of stuff, it should be very easy to transition to some other business model because Amazon's a grind. It's a very grindy business. You just sit at your computer and find products on the internet for hours and hours and hours. It's like the grind. You're just an online shopper for hundreds of thousands of dollars a year if you're good at it. But yeah, big grind business. And I don't know if yeah, you have... It's also interesting to like, think back because... I think you have to be excited about almost the work that you're going to have to be doing. Like when I look back and think about the private label, I didn't really listen to any podcasts about private label or I was more excited about the potential money you can make. And obviously I was excited about you have to be because you're a business, you have to make money and stuff like that. But I wasn't super excited about the work we'd have to do for it. 
Yep. And I think that is a big difference here because I know how much work I'm going to have to do for this. And it's uh, not like outside of my skill set. I have like I have the basis of it. I'm actually gonna have to get like much better at that skill. Um, but I'm like really excited to do that work and willing to do that work. For the private label, it seemed a little bit more not wishy washy, but it just wasn't exciting. And I'm not saying that's like not a good thing. I think we were excited at first, and then when we first like started working with the coach, it got a lot less exciting yeah. uh and we're just like oh like this is what we're doing oh we're just looking at the images and we're running these tests and it wasn't exciting i think if we were really into it or really wanted to bring like this water bottle to the market we'd be like oh like we're but we just weren't yeah no, i i was just watching a uh goggins huberman podcast that came out yesterday those are like the two big you know self-help guys oh, I started you know, on YouTube. i'm like this is gonna be amazing i can't I, wait it to was, it was so good. It's talk about they talk like almost the entire podcast is is basically not on the excitement part but like what you're saying is you need to focus on the work and not the result so they, they talk they gave an analogy of a carrot and a stick so your stick is the work and your carrots like this end goal if you're Goggins talks about there is no carrot. You know, all he does is break up. He sure. does stuff that he doesn't want to do. Everything sucks all the time. But the the react like the fun part of it is getting to know you know who you are and what you're capable of, and you're way more capable of anything than you can ever think of. And like doing the work is the should be the part that you're that thinking about. It's not about the goal or what, whatever it is. It's about doing the work. And I think that this actually gets very reversed. Like the Goggins thing is so much different than the whole manifestation, all that kind of stuff. Goggins is like, do the steps, do the work every day, and you're going to reach whatever you want to accomplish. When I think a lot of people get in this whole goal mindset of, I want to do this, I want to do that, which is funny because this is about goals. But as you guys listening can tell, we don't have a ton of set direct goals because I'm not a big I, my goals completely change. Maybe I'll learn about this business even more. Maybe I'll get successful and I'll pivot to something I find even better to have this skill set, whatever it is. But I'm just doing the work right now. Like that's the whole thing. I'm just going to do the work every single day and eventually I'm going to get good at it. And I think that a lot of people just see, I want this big grandiose thing, but the real thing is just do the work. Like if you do the work, you'll get the thing. The, the goals are, they, they shouldn't come first, really. The work comes yeah. first. Your goals will manifest over time, and your goals will, will show themselves rather than you just setting, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I heard so many guys at the beginning of last year in the whole Amazon space that had all these big goals. Dude, I didn't see anybody accomplish the stuff they were saying. Your minuscule goals, maybe, but there were all these guys that were coming up with these really big goals. It's like, did you accomplish any of them? Like, no, because you, you're pivoting to other stuff or you just don't even want to do the work on that one. Uh, the people that are just going to do the work are going to win every time. Yeah, and I've noticed that too. Like, I've never really set sales goals for Amazon. For Even when I was doing books, that was like, everyone's like, oh, you should set a goal. I was like, I'm just going to go to thrift stores every weekend and scan books. I'm going to yeah. find them, right? Because, like, setting a goal, I don't, I don't really know if that would really make me – like, I was going to hit all the thrift stores in the area. So it's yeah. like, what are you going to do other than that? Like, if you're going to scan all the books, like maybe it's like kind of in a way, not in your control. I feel like it's a little bit more in your control, like for online arbitrage, because you're actually looking at like for books, you don't know what books are going to be at the thrift store, like what the situation really is. But I think, yeah, you just kind of have to 
be good with doing the work. And I remember reading this quote, like it was years ago. And it was when I was getting into like fitness for the first time. And it was something like, I don't remember the person's name. It was like this ebook I got. And it's like, I run every day. And that was like the quote. So it's never like, oh, do I feel like it? It's just what I do every day. I just run. And so it was never a question whether I was going to do it or not. I don't want to waste the mental energy. Oh, am I going to, do I feel like it? it was like, no, I run every day and that's it. And that's kind of what I kind of, in my head, I was like, oh man, that always just kind of gets me when I see that quote. I'm just like, that's right. Like, that's what you do every day. Like, there's no questioning about it. Like, I work on my business every day and like, that's it. It's like, oh, should I, could I? Like, no, I do it every day and that's it. And the hard part about that, and it's, I hate even giving this whole advice that like we're given right now because I hate when people go just like work harder. Like I think that's like the most inapplicable advice <laughs> ever to someone. But at the same time, I think the whole thought process around the working harder and just doing the work is extremely important. Like you know you need to work harder. Like everyone knows that. You know, I know that, you know that, everybody listening knows that. But what you really need to understand is that the work's not going to be fun. And it's because that's not the point. If, if it was fun, then it wouldn't be worth anything. The, the, uh, the hard part of it, the, the it's like suffering of it is the reason that the good is so good. I think a lot of people, that's actually what Duke talked about on that last podcast of just the passion type of thing. It's like, dude, I don't love all the stuff I'm doing, but like, yeah. that's not the point of it. You just like have to put the reps in and do it. I think getting if you can somehow train your mind to get to that spot of just I'm going to do it. And that's I guess that's one of my kind of health goals this year too is to go to the gym way more often than I did last year. Not because I want to specifically achieve some type of physique, but I just know if I go to the gym every day and I stop skipping days and I get up and even when I don't feel like it I just go to the gym, I'll end up reaching bigger goals than I even would set for myself. So I think getting yourself in that mindset of just do the stuff every day and do not stop. And it's not fun and it's not going to be fun. And if you stop framing it, like it's supposed to be fun, and it's supposed to be all nice and everything's good. Then, then you accomplish way more. If you just understand it sucks and just like do it anyways. Yeah. That's exactly what I've like experienced like this week, just like trying to do all this stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's just part of the process and something you like look back and laugh at one day and you're just like, yeah, that was funny. I almost didn't do this. Or who knows, maybe I get, I figured out, I'm just like, I don't like doing this or I see some other roadblocks or whatever, but I don't know. I'm just super excited about this and really think this is going to be a good, like side hustle, I guess, for me, for the time being. The side hustle experiment. (laughs) I think one thing I've learned along with these, uh, this other business I'm doing and just like exploring since I was a kid, I was drop shipping, doing this different trust, uh, trying to failing at all of it. One thing that Amazon has as a benefit over everything else is it gives you quick dopamine hits fast. Like I was just telling you before this, you can anyone literally, no matter what can go to the store, scan a product sell it on Amazon, make an account. It all is so quick. And then you can get sales the first day, whether you make money or not, they don't tell you how much money you make. They just tell you how much you get in sales. <laughs> so everyone, it's just such quick dopamine, an orange bar that flies up in the air. It very dopamine and very easy to do. And you know what you have to do every day. It's to either go to the stores and scan every single product or go online and check every product of every website or go put in a keep a product finder filter and check every product on that filter. And then look at the keep a chart 
it's very set. So you do X, and as long as you do it well enough, you'll get X. A lot of the other stuff's way different, you know, because you could build you could build out a whole funnel. You can make this email list, all this stuff, and then you could jack something up in there, and then all that work you've done really goes away. Yeah, you, know, you could try to collect all these emails in different ways, doing all this stuff. And there's like big hurdles that come up that no dopamine. Like there's no no winning to that whole thing going on. And that, that that's a tough part of doing any other business. The Amazon is maybe they strategically made it that way for sellers to keep people yeah. constantly selling, constantly on the ad. Because I do notice that the dopamine part of it is just way easier, especially when you see those sales going off like constantly. Oh, yeah. Like when you're refreshing Q4, it's like you do like that, like you're going up a thousand like every hour. It's like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think that too. It's like you gotta Yeah, I definitely agree with you there where it's just very quick. And you know, even I mean you do all the clips for the podcast, right? If you spend an hour or two on a clip and it bombs like Technically, you lost an hour or two, and it's like pain. It's a painful experience. Like if you source for one to two hours, hypothetically, you probably found profitable stuff, and it feels like a win. Um, but yeah, we're also just like, well, we're building for the future here, so you know, it's just it's just another clip. It's just a piece of the history of the podcast, or even uploading an episode. It's like. I don't know. Maybe this does well. Maybe it doesn't do well, but it's part of it. And, you know, we can only come here and do our best, prepare for it, and just kind of, I don't know, do it. let it rip, I guess. The biggest thing is just to do it. And I think that, yeah. that gets people so stuck with stuff. It's just the not doing what. And you, the funny part is, everyone, no matter what, this is, they, they mentioned this on the, the Gog and say, I don't know which one of them said it. Everyone knows what you need to do. Like, you don't need, that many more people to tell you what to do. You already know the steps of like what to do. Like if you've been selling Amazon for three months and you're like, oh, I've just hit these roadblocks. I don't know. You know, unless it's some technical issue, you yeah. need to spend more time finding products and then buying more products and sending them to Amazon. That That is literally the only answer. That's the only thing you need to know is spend more time finding more products. That's the only thing that'll get you over your roadblock. You already know the work that needs to be done. There's a lot of people want to make excuses or think there's some shortcut to doing stuff, but it's not. And it's funny. I'm on like a Goggins kick now, I guess, from watching that podcast. Oh, <laughs> like a motivational speaker. But I mean, it's just the reality of it. And I just have always thought like that anyways. In the past like six months, I've thought like that. And I don't watch those motivational guys that often. But after hearing that stuff, it's just the best way to put it. You just have to do the work every day and forget about the end result. That's like not even important. Yeah, I heard Mosey talks about that all the time. He's always just like, if you were to coach yourself, right? You would, like if a friend came to you for advice, let's say, oh, how do you grow a podcast? You know, I'd have so many ideas. And it's like, well, if we just did that, just do it. it would grow. <laughs> right? Like, oh, how do I grow this podcast? And there's like, well, if you do this and then if you show up, if you do, you know, at least one episode a week and you always, you get good guests and it's like, yeah, so just do that. The friend I was talking about earlier, I hope he watches this because uh, it's so funny because this is the advice I give him. He'll have all these ideas of stuff. And it, it's like we're almost like a comedy little duo because he'll have these big things that he lays out to me. And I'm just like, well, you have to like do it and you have to do it for three months or whatever. He's like, gosh, man, I know that sucks. And I go, I know, man, that's the point. But it's just so funny because that's like it's the, the, the advice isn't complicated. It's not some 
great thing, but it's just, well, man, I mean, you do just have to do a bunch of the work. And it's so unfortunate to hear that, but that is the reality of it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I think it's it's a mix, too. I think we're, I think probably a lot of people get caught up. It's a mix of doing the work and also being flexible and willing to pivot, like, in the Amazon space, right? It's like, oh, like, uh, you source every day. So I stopped doing apparel. So there was like, I'm not going to throw away the Amazon store, but I'm not yeah. going to sell apparel. And just because I can make big orange bars selling apparel doesn't mean I should keep going down that path until the wheels fall off. It's like, I had to make a decision. I'm just going to source other stuff. It was a hard decision to make because obviously my I just went cold turkey and stopped selling apparel, which probably wasn't the best idea. But that's what I ended up doing. And then, but the goal was to keep making money on Amazon. It was just a different approach. It wasn't like, this doesn't work. It's like, I want to take a different path because what I'm doing now isn't working. But Amazon in general works. It's just, what I'm doing is not working for me. And I have to make that hard choice to be flexible instead of throwing it away. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, like recognizing when... I guess that's like adaptability, like recognizing yeah. when the opportunity is there. And that's a perfect example, especially because people listen to this are going to be selling on Amazon. Just because you've put in a bunch of work and you're you're doing decent in some lane. I did the same thing. I, I pivoted out of shoes and apparel to just random stuff, you know, from anywhere. And it just it made me way more profitable. Like I collected. I had way more cash doing less numbers due to that. Way more cash back because the sites yeah. would have more cash back. So, yeah, it was just – I was able to just pivot like that and just realize, okay, if I put in the same work there, that it's just going to be better there. Now, I think a lot of people don't want to adapt and then they quit. They quit altogether. Yeah, yeah. In reality, it should be, if you just would adapt with what you're doing, that you would get much, much further. Cause you already put in the work on a lot of things. You just need to find a better opportunity to put the work in. Yeah. There's a lot of just like tweaking. And I think too, a lot of it comes down to is getting help, particularly if you, let's say if you already sold $10,000 on Amazon, you have $10,000 worth of sales. Obviously you found some stuff to sell, whether it's profitable or not like that's, but you were doing something correct. So if you are stuck, it's, it's not that Amazon's not working for you. It's you're missing a piece. Like there's something there. You it's on you to figure out though, like what you're missing and get help to find it. And I think that probably is the biggest hack just in general, and I did a terrible job at this early on, is get help. Like, when I'm starting this new business, my I'm going to just get help along the way. And yeah, maybe that's easy to say because I had an Amazon business and I have capital to do that. But in general, I probably think that's the better rule of thumb. And for everything, there is levels. You don't have to pay two grand, five grand, ten grand. Like, there, someone has an Amazon course out there, I'm sure, for like 100 bucks or 50 bucks, and it will get you started or enough to get you there. Or if you buy it, you could probably DM that course creator and they'll help you out or help you through. I think the main part there is like you just have to put in the work. And if you're putting in the work, people will help you. Um, so I think don't be afraid to ask for help. For me, like I said before, it's a super humbling experience not to know anyone, like anyone, not even family or friends that kind of doing this new model i'm looking at i have to make totally new friends and kind of figure out what the community looks like and kind of be that guy 
It's like, oh, how do I do this? Like my account yeah, is frozen or whatever. Um, it's just definitely different. And I really, I think it's going to make for better content because sometimes, now that I'm saying I'm anything, but like once you get higher and you're doing more sales, you kind of forget how it all came to be and how you got started and how hard it was to kind of get the account open. I mean, I think it's harder now than it was back then. Yeah. But just in general, getting your first sale and almost kind of how exciting that is. Like, I can't imagine, right? Like, I have a pretty big Amazon business and I know when I make the first sale and the other thing, I'm going to be stoked. I don't know how much I'm going to make on it, but I'm like, this is amazing. And, yeah. and I, I can't wait to that point. And I think that's kind of just... That's how you have to look at this stuff. You have to look at it as proof of concept. Once you have the concept, you have to just decide what you want to do. And I think one of the things I also had down for happiness is just work on stuff that this year that excites me. Like I'm pumped about this podcast. I'm pumped about like what we're going to launch. I'm pumped about this new business. I'm still bullish on Amazon. I'm just really, really excited about the stuff I'm working on. And it's just never been kind of more clear for me at the beginning of the year, kind of like what I want to do, what I want to be working on. And it's also too, it's like you guys who listen, like all the comments that we've been getting lately, like, oh, like I love the pot. Like it just feels good. And it's like, okay, like we're probably on the right track with this. Um, Cause the feedback has just been really good. And it just feels good to be like, yeah, that was helpful. It's like, all right, cool. Like we're helping people. And so yeah, it's exciting for me. Yep, hundred percent agree. Well, I don't want to cut it off here. We got we're an hour and four minutes. You yeah, to out somehow. Yeah. What's your final words of advice? New year, new, new year, <laughs> new year, new me. Yeah, I would say final words of advice is kind of find what you want to do this year and stick with it. Like find something, give it at least I don't know three months and don't quit. And then if you don't like what you're doing, don't, I guess what I'm saying is make sure you're going to pivot for the right reason. Mm -hmm. Like pivoting from apparel to different items was, I just didn't want to deal with the returns anymore. It wasn't as profitable. There's a reason there. It wasn't like, I can't find profitable apparel items. It was like, there is a reason for this. I've been selling apparel for over a year. Like I know the landscape. It's time to make the pivot. So make sure if you do try to just stick with something for three months and ask yourself if you're rethinking the decision, why? Is it because it's hard right now? Is it because do you really not like it? Like what is the driving factor behind you not wanting to go forward or push forward? And kind of think about that before you're like, oh, this is stupid. Because you could really literally be so close and you don't want to throw it away because apple won't accept your stupid thumbnail because it's the wrong size like that's <laughs> not worth not doing this podcast because we will figure that out even though it's super annoying like we will figure that out and it will be worth it so don't let something stupid like that get in your way yeah i think that's pretty good i'll be i'll give some more uh i guess cynical advice i can't <laughs> not not the most motivating but yeah, just whatever you whatever you're gonna do for the new year, whether it be health or happiness or wealth or whatever it is, then likely it's gonna be way more difficult than you think it's gonna be, and you have to put in the work to do it. And you should really want it because 
if you're if you're not obsessed with what you're doing and you're not really dialed in that way, there are just other people that are and they're gonna crush you. And it yeah. just doesn't it just doesn't work unless you really put a you know thoughtful effort into doing things, no matter what you're doing. So keep that in mind. Like, subscribe, and comment. Tell us anything. If you guys have guests as well, you can always recommend some guests. So uh yeah. for sure. Peace. All right. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. And we'll see you in the next one.